0: Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode, I sit down with Camille Cawley. She shares with us her pricing journey and how she's dealt with her own mindset over the years. If you're like Camille, or even me, then mindset is sometime getting in the way of you reaching your dreams. Camille is a network maven and connection strategist. She helps entrepreneurs connect to their message and build communities that allow them to boost their business and life. I'm super excited to have her on the show. You're going to get so much out of this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. It's time to soar to new heights today. We're going to be talking about overcoming the adversity of your own thinking. Why don't you start off by introducing yourself? I am Camille. I'm from
1: Southern California, born and raised in Southern California. Pretty
0: much my whole journey, and we'll obviously
1: jump into it as we go on here, but my whole journey through entrepreneurship, being a business owner, I have really learned new tactics, new mindsets, new shifts that have just. Changed everything for me. I have been big on building communities. I ran a first business into Burnout. It was really hard. Coming out of that first business, I decided to build a lot of communities. And you see, I have the Abundant Entrepreneur and I have the Abundant Entrepreneur Community Summit podcast, all the things where women can come and be support and the advice and like minded individuals to talk to where they can go through some of the situations that we're going to talk about today in order to be able to move up and get to the next level in their businesses and not get stuck and stagnant Mm -hmm. or go through burnout like I
0: did. Excellent. This is a great topic. We were just talking about this a moment ago that... It's it's not that you have to go through these things, but oftentimes it is part of the process because you're becoming that person that you need to become. Why don't we start this conversation? Tell us how it came to be that you started your own business.
1: Yes, I was on the path uh, that I thought I was supposed to: going to college, getting all my degrees. I was supposed to go into my doctorate of physical therapy, and as I was getting ready, I applied, got accepted. As I was getting ready to go to school and pay my first like tuition I saw the amount I was like I don't even think this is what I want to do you know you're raised a certain way you're told that this is the best way it's stability it's smart you know it's the it's the way to go in life and I just I, I had a moment it was just like this moment of fear that came over me that I wasn't I was going to spend the next 5 to 6 years going through this program spending a lot of money being a doctor and be unhappy at the end of it and start my 30s in somewhere that I might not want to be. During the time I was in college, I was paying for it by working as a personal trainer. It's just like a corporate gym. I was making a lot of money for that gym. I was doing really well because it was a corporate gym, so I could bring in 20000 and barely make like three. Um, so with that said, I decided I was going to pass on going into my doctorate. I figured I can always go back. You know, there's like a five-year span after you graduate to be able to go back. And I started my own business. Like I decided to rent out a gym. I had $197 in my bank account, not saying oh, wow. that I to do this, and a credit card. <laughs> and I put that first month's rent of the facility on a credit card and I paid for the insurance, the liability insurance for uh-huh. like that two hundred bucks I had in my bank account. And I went for it and I would never turn back. You know, I would never turn back from that decision. But obviously, there's a lot of hiccups. There's a lot of things that you go through. And especially when you didn't know entrepreneurship was really the road you were going to go on, you hit a wall a lot of times. And, you know, you have to push through it yourself. And Mm -hmm. learning it is really hard. And I, again, building the community I have now, I have so much support, but I didn't really have that in that business. And it was a very, Mm -hmm. you know, masculine business. And so I felt very like I had to be, you know, I had to be a strong woman and I had to be all these different things. And so, you know that's that's getting into my own business and like I said I went through a really great business on the outside it was a six-figure business it was awesome it was Mm -hmm. looked really good but on the inside I was just really lost I didn't have a lot of friends so there was just a a lot of things I went through obviously during that time but I wouldn't I still don't regret ever making that decision I just wish I had known some of the things I obviously know now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that I always say if anything was to happen and I had to start over, I have my knowledge and I definitely could now, right. you know, right. rather than that first
0: business. <laughs> right. And that's, a, you know, that's a big part of it. I mean, that's just a part of life and growing up is we learn things, but just a couple things along the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, when it comes to your thinking, what I thought was really uh, a, a good point we can pick this up is you know, you said, I felt like I had to be this or that, because this was a very masculine environment. And I think a lot of women are faced with that. I know that, you know, people have told me, okay, you just have to run your business like a man. And I'm curious, you know, what did that thinking, how did that help or hurt you in your business? Yeah,
1: I mean, been, like i said i have master's degrees i'm i've always mm-hmm. been a very logical thinker you know i'm a science math nerd like i'm you know i've always been a logical thinker and so being very you know headstrong was not difficult for me but mm-hmm. at the same time i was in this like go 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 you know like 24 7 needing to be flashy too that was a big thing mm-hmm. in the industry i was in was how you look, obviously, it's the fitness industry, you know, what you drive, what you wear, you know, what right. kind of shoes, all, it was all about materialistic, and mm-hmm. so I was living in that, and that wasn't me, it never was me, mm-hmm. I'm literally, I'm happy with a shirt from H&M, you know, like, I've never been, you no know, matter how much money I have, that's how I've always been, and mm-hmm. so, like, it's just, it, it just took me away from who I really was, I was, mm-hmm. like, pulling away from the person I was, because I felt like I needed to show it off, and mm-hmm. it, it definitely was a good thing in a way where my business did thrive and and that part of it was great because i did push really hard and and especially in the Mm -hmm. first business you do have to put in more hours than maybe or your first couple years of business you have to put in more hours than you normally Mm -hmm. would but you know i was literally doing 14 16 hours a day working constantly and and i just thought that that's how it has to be i can't look another way i can't Mm seem another way i can't let them see me not coming in at 4.30 in the morning. I can't, it was all about what other people were thinking yeah. of me. And a lot of them were men. So I just felt like that's how I had to act or be. And I'm yeah. not saying that men don't deal with this as well. Cause I know that there were they men do. that felt the same way and they felt like they had to buy the flashy cars and they were leasing yeah. super expensive cars that they couldn't even afford. And you're just like, why are you doing this to yourself? You know, but it was all about the aesthetic rather than yeah. what your business was. And that was, I got lost
0: right and it's 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 very it's exhausting so when you're because i also went through a burnout in my last corporate job and when you're trying to you know be brave and show a good front or you know keep up with the Joneses, as we say, yes. if that's, you know, what it is, whatever facade it is that you're kind of putting there, it's exhausting to keep that going over time. So, yeah. you know, if and it comes down, you know, in, in any context, whether it's professional or otherwise, it's a very difficult thing to do. That's for exactly. sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So Camille, how did this play into your pricing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Obviously, starting my first business, you know, you're kind of trying to figure out how do I price myself? Like, what do you know, what is and I kind of in the beginning, you know, decided, okay, well, they're like, I went by my corporate, you know, you know, experience, I I kind of looked at that and said, Okay, well, these people are charging that much. Well, I'm not a corporate business. I'm not a big business. I'm just by myself. So I can't charge that much. And you know, so it was always like, these little things that I was like, I would push my prices down because, you know, first of all, I was scared that I wouldn't get clients. And then second of all, you know, I was going by these like prices that I knew from my experience in a corporate gym thinking, well, they get that because people are going to go into a corporate gym no matter what. And they're going to probably sign up with the personal trainers there. You know, that's not going to happen with me, you know, and there was right. a lot of different factors, including how I felt about myself and being new in the business. and. And all of these things, I definitely had a hard time pricing myself for a while. You know, I, I got right. in the first six, six months of my business. I, not that I was lucky. I worked really hard. But mm-hmm. I, was, I had people on waiting lists by the time. Right. Like, I literally couldn't even take on more clients. And at that time, I was like, okay, I think I could price more. Like, obviously, I have so many people coming to me that maybe I am too low. But it mm-hmm. took till people were waiting to be with me for me to realize that rather than me realizing I'm worth yes. it. And, you know, so through my, my journey there, obviously, I went from really low ticket pricing to being what we consider more of a high ticket, you know, personal trainer. But it took four years for me to get I It wasn't like an overnight process. For the first year, I definitely had really low, low end pricing and, mm-hmm. and, and I was so fearful of all the that I was, that even if I raised my pricing, my current clients weren't going to stay on. And right. it took a lot of shit to understand that the people that see my worth will stay on. The people that know that I'm giving them my all, they're going to stay. And the people that can't or don't really see that are going to leave. And that's okay because that one person is going to replace the other person because I had such low ticket pricing in the first place. But again, this took four years of that business for me to realize. And about two years and I finally up my prices really to a point where I deserve them. And that made it so much better for me. Like I felt it was coming in was like this point of like, I'm you know, i worth this and and my clients see it. And I don't even think any of my clients but maybe one, I don't remember. Right. All of them were willing to pay the higher price. It was this powerful feeling for me to go, okay, what am I doing? These people see my worth, they know what I give them on a daily basis. It was a process. It definitely was this whole process of going through. I definitely was way low ticket, way, underestimating myself Mm -hmm. in the beginning, because I didn't think I was worth it, or I didn't have the experience either, because I came from a corporate gym, not an independent gym. There was a lot of different factors that Mm -hmm. ran into that Mm -hmm. as I grew. And
0: how did did it feel at the time that you were underpriced? How did that feel to you? Or did you even notice what it felt like?
1: At the time, I don't think I noticed. In the long term, it did affect me because I was working so hard. And I was I was paying rent Mm -hmm. on a facility, right? It was not cheap to pay rent. And there were points where I was working 10 to 14 hour days with my clients Mm -hmm. from 4.30 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. all day at the gym, barely having time to pee, (laughs) like literally working, 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 barely eating, barely taking care of myself. I was a fitness instructor. I was in the industry and I was barely taking care of myself. So I might have not noticed it in the first year or so, but it was hurting me. This is what mm-hmm. led to the burnout in the end because I had gone so long pushing myself for hours on end to barely maybe make rent and have my bills paid and not really even have any extra spending money. That was a rough, rough road because I knew I was working so hard and I had so many clients, but I mm-hmm. wasn't seeing the fruits of that labor. Right. right. So yeah, definitely it took a toll. I might have not noticed it then, but at mm-hmm. you know, over the years it definitely Started to progress that I didn't, you know, yeah. hindering me personally. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. When it came to starting your second business, what is it that you did differently that you think has made such a big difference?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> working with a lot of people, talking to a lot of people, surrounding myself with people that were in the industry. I was going into the coaching industry um, initially and I immediately went to a woman's conference and just surrounded myself like, like two weeks after I sold my first business, I literally went to a woman's conference two weeks later. I got married and I went to a, a woman's conference. Literally it was all in the same mind and just surrounded myself with people that understood what I was going through and really showed me that I did have like experience and I did have this already coming out of my first business because it was almost going to happen again to me. I kind of started on that. I've never been a coach before. I've been a personal trainer for maybe the first six months. I petered on do I have enough experience, all these things. But Mm -hmm. I also went into it knowing that I had this like knowledge of what I had done initially. I went into it knowing that I was worth it. And it took a little bit again, mm-hmm. but of course you're working on this daily, right? You're always telling yourself mm-hmm. you're worth it. You're valuable. You know, these things you right. you tell yourself, but I definitely had, first of all, a squad, people that were around mm-hmm. me that I could go to when I was feeling like, Oh my God, can I really charge this much for one-on-one coaching? And they'd be like, yeah, girl, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? That definitely helped. Right. And then the second part was just having the past experience of, Knowing that I had underpriced myself and what I had gone through, and this time knowing if I did that again, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna I could end up in the same place that I did in my first business. Right, so right. that definitely changed my perspective.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why one reason, you know, why podcasts and and shows like this are so important because you can you can kind of skip some of the painful bits if you reach out to people, if you listen to shows like this, if you understand some of these things up front, when I'm on podcast, people always ask me, you know, what's one word of advice. And if it's not pricing related, then it's usually get help because that really is the most important thing. And it doesn't mean you have to go out and spend loads of money unless you want to and are ready to, but you do need to to bring in other people and, and learn from that. And that's a really important part of the whole process. To me, starting your own business is the biggest self-development journey (laughs) I've personally been on. (laughs) I think maybe if I had kids, it would be different. but (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have children
1: either. So definitely my entrepreneurship journey is the biggest personal development situation that I have ever been through. I would never take it back. I've learned so many things about myself. That right. is, it, yeah, it definitely is one of those like, you, you just never, you ne- I never expected it, right? I thought it was business. Mm-hmm. Business is separate than, you know, what you do on the inside. But it's really, I really believe in that yeah. statement where it's 80% <laughs> mindset, 20% strategy, and I actually maybe 90% mindset and 10% strategy, because <laughs> if your mindset is messed up, yeah the business isn't going to go in the right direction. If you think you're not worth it, you're not going to be worth it. So it doesn't matter how much strategy you put into <laughs> it. You don't believe in yourself. Exactly. Um, you might as well just let that strategy go out the door right. because it doesn't right. matter. It's never, you can put out the most amazing packages, the most, launch the, the most amazing thing, but if you don't believe they're going to work, you don't believe people are going to buy right. them, then you might as well <laughs> might move get on get to something else. Yeah, I Yeah. And yeah. it's so true. Yeah.
0: So if there's something that you want people to know from this episode, when it comes to, you know, going back to this soaring to new heights, because you overcome the adversity of your own thinking, what is it that you really want people to understand from this?
1: episode? I think the most important thing is, you know, when you sit down and especially if you're sitting down to think about how much you want to charge people, when you Mm -hmm. sit down and you think about that, don't look at what other people are doing. Yes, it's great to know what's out there. It's great to understand what the lows and highs of the industry are. Of course, that's important. But don't base yourself on what these other people are doing. Use that as a maybe a meter, you know, a meter of what you want to do. But, you know, go through what you're going to be offering. What, go through what you experience you have. I always tell women to write down 10 things about themselves like that they know that they can give their audience. And they're always surprised on like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, like, oh wow, wow, wow. Like I have all these things and I'm like, exactly. And that's Mm -hmm. the 10 of the things that you're probably going to give them quadruple, you know, whatever that amount and sit down and think about what you really feel is going to make you comfortable Mm -hmm. each month. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be moving the needle forward for you in your business. If you say, okay, it's a thousand dollars a client and, and you feel like that's a comfortable amount don't tinder on it. Don't move back from it. Maybe even add tax because you probably deserve more than you're actually telling yourself. But just remember that if you're doing a lot of work for people and you're undervaluing yourself, you're not going to be the person you need to be. Like when you feel valued, when you feel worthy, when you feel like you're getting that energy from them that's their exchange to you, that's the energy you're going to be able to give back to them. That's, that's what you're going to be able to And so the less you're getting, the less you're going to feel when you're giving it with right. them and, and it's going to over maybe in the beginning it won't feel that bad because you've got some clients but over time it mm-hmm. will it will weigh on you it's energy it's the thing that's going to be pulling you down and, and it's going to it's going to hurt you at some point and if you mm-hmm. don't set yourself in the right place and again i'm not saying think that you're some amazing expert that you could charge the high high ticket you know whatever it is right. maybe just yet you know move mm-hmm. into that direction but Don't undervalue yourself from the beginning. Sit down and think about, okay, what is it that I'm bringing to the table? What is it that I have that other people don't have? We are all unique. We are all different. We all have something different to offer. So sit down and do that before you, you know, see the low ticket and see the high ticket and go, okay, well, she's new too. So I should price myself at that price. No. That doesn't mean that. And maybe she's undervaluing herself and you don't want to do that to yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. I tell people all the time, it's great to know what's going on with your competition in the marketplace. But if you benchmark yourself against them, you have to know that they're targeting the same people and offering the same value and da-da-da-da-da before you can do that. Otherwise you run the risk of setting the wrong price. So no, actually I couldn't I couldn't have said that better for myself. I really appreciate what you shared there. And it is very important. So I hope those of you who are listening really take that to heart because Finding the right price is as much about your customers as it is about yourself and and what you need in your business because you won't be there to serve them later on if you don't get it right up front. That's true.
1: Yeah. And don't be afraid to tell them, (laughs) Even Don't be afraid. This is how it works. It's the exchange of energy. They want something from you and in order to get that from you. You you need some sort of energy back and that's what it is. It is just that. And and think of it that way if it makes it easier. I know sales can be scary, right? <laughs> can be scary to some people, but yes. it shouldn't
0: be. That's really great. So, Camille, if people want to find out more about how to work with you, where can they go?
1: I'm always on Instagram and then my website,
0: CamillePolly.com. Super. And I will put all the links in the show notes for everyone and also in the comments here. So if you want to reach out to her, you don't have to work too hard for it. Well, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me today, Camille. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And for all of you out there who are listening to us now or will be listening to us later, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits at thepricinglady.com you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving or just simply book a discovery call with me there we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how i might be able to help you thanks once again for joining remember pricing can hurt or help your business let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams See you next time, and as always, enjoy pricing.